0: In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and communities. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. podcast is brought to you by Gandhi Salt March Limited. Today as we celebrate the 152nd anniversary of the birth of Mahatma Gandhi, there are many incredible lessons that we can learn from his life. A deep connection with one's roots. The Mahatma was deeply connected to his religious, spiritual and national roots, drawing inspiration and life lessons from Bhagavad Gita, principles of Jainism and other facets of the ancient Indian ethos and ways of life. Mahatma shaped his movement against the mighty British Empire as such. Symbolism with a purpose Gandhiji was well aware of the importance and weight of symbols that would draw people together to rally around a common cause which was a freedom movement at that time khadi the salt satyagraha the charkha spinning wheel as we call it and others were not just mere symbols used as marketing device but had a robust thought process spinning our own cloth making our own salt would eventually break the economic back of the british empire whose wealth had come to depend to a great extent on the indian market third authenticity and naturalness mahatma gandhi with the heads of state and eminent dignitaries in his loin coin and shawl no matter what the occasion he was himself and authentic no matter what the criticism or the mockery there was firm conviction in his own ideals fourth the power of prayer. Mahatma Gandhi was a firm believer in the power of prayer, meditation and a collective intention to bring change in oneself and in society. Every day the Mahatma gathered thousands in prayer and chanting it was a spiritual force that finally brought india its freedom fifth relevance of ideology across and different time periods mahatma gandhi's ideology eventually became relevant and was applied in different ways in so many parts of the world be it by martin luther king nelson mandela to name a few these are the powerful lessons that can serve as a guide map for people all around the world. We wish you a happy Gandhi Jayanti. Today our guests are Jim Varghese AM, National Chair for Australia India Business Council, Gandhi Committee and the Gandhi Salt March Limit. We also have with us Raina Sinathambi. Managing Director for the Springfield City Group, Australia's new emerging city. Greater Springfield has become a nation-building group, walking the talk of the Gandhian way in leadership in a contemporary and a challenging world. So before any further ado, here are Jim and Reina. Welcome to the Diaspora Podcast. Such a delight to start this beautiful morning, a day before the legendary Mahatma Gandhi was born. Reina, you're the Managing Director of Springfield City Group, the development group behind the award-winning Satellite City, Springfield and Greater Springfield. Share with us your journey particularly as a woman of colour in an industry that is underrepresented by women.
1: Thanks, Akashika. I think that's one thing that I probably don't think about very much in terms of um, colour, woman. I just think about doing the best job that I can do. And I've really enjoyed being part of the property industry, obviously uh, you would know that my father has been involved in this industry since the 70s and it sort of was quite an obvious transition for me to be part of um, as I grew up it was part of um, our family and uh, everything that he was involved in was very much uh, things that our family were involved this is an industry that's evolving and the property industry has definitely when I started had less women involved but as we've um, as I've been through my career, I've definitely seen more and more women coming to the forefront in, in this industry. So I think um, at one point, yes, there's definitely uh, less representation, but we're definitely seeing more representation these days. For me, uh, property was always a quite an obvious transition to me to make in my career, because it's something that my father has been involved in since the 70s. And with his um, passion about this industry, it became a passion I guess of our family everyone in my family and something that uh, initially I did start my career as a lawyer and even as a lawyer I was focusing on property law rather than other aspects of the law so I um, have grown to love this industry. I'm really pleased to see more and more women becoming involved in this industry and also seeing uh, the cultural diversity that's Beginning to emerge in this industry, and as you've pointed out, there's more work to be done. But hopefully, with uh, leaders like Jim, uh, myself, my father, that we will see that diversity more and more as the uh, as we progress.
0: Gandhi G was also a lawyer, so I'm sure those uh, Gandhian values are something you're inculcating in your daily journey. So, Jim, it's over to you as chairman of Gandhi Salt March Limited the Australian charity that's spreading the beautiful values of peace, non-violence and inclusion, and also as the chair of Australia-India Business Council, two distinguished world democracies that are working together for the force of good for the world. How do you manage the politics that comes with it? You know, there's, I'm sure there's so many people, world, everything that you deal with, and all the resilience as well and the honour of being the lead for so much good.
2: Yes, thanks, uh, Akishika. The the management of politics, for me, is best managed by focusing on the outcomes that you want to deliver. So in the case of uh, For Gandhi, Gandhi South Match Company, our, our aim is to promote the Gandhian values of peace, non-violence, and inclusiveness. In the case of AIBC, our challenge And continuing challenge is to increase the trade and investment between Australia and India across all our states and territories. Now, one of the challenges of of these positions, particularly that of of the National chair of the India Business Council, is that you always have from time to time particular individuals that have a very different agenda and distract you from the primary agenda. So my philosophy on that is basically not to spend too much time on the noise from those individuals, but get our team to focus on outcomes. But at the same time, use all lawful means to warn those individuals to cease and desist in the kind of noise and undermining they do. And unfortunately, in the last six years, we have had elements like that. But today, the AIBC has got the best profile it's ever had. Great teamwork, great diversity, great diversity great mix of male and female leaders we are really in fact we're just about to launch Australian India business enterprises Uh, wherever we have individuals that create that kind of noise we either tell them to focus on outcomes or leave the organization that strategy is generally worked very well and if you look at Mahatma Gandhi himself you know Mahatma Gandhi was also an extraordinarily strong individual. So when you say peace, non-violence and inclusiveness, you only have to look at the salt march. There they were. The British soldiers uh, trying to intimidate this man as he took salt in his hands. He gathered the people behind him to say no to the salt tank. And it's very important that following Gandhian values doesn't mean you're a passive individual that simply says, you know, Oh, that's fine. I won't, I won't stand up to bullying, harassment and all those kind of non-inclusive behaviour. We stand up for values at all times. And in the case of both Mahatma Gandhi uh, the Company and the Australia Business Council, our outcome is increased trade and investment. We want our team to work that way. And we believe at the end of the day, the delivery of outcomes absolutely transcends noise and the self-interest of particular individuals.
0: As a part of your Gandhi Salt March team, I can absolutely tell you, your leadership has really made me to think and learn so much about myself. We are so blessed to have your leadership. Over to you, Reina and Jim Bode. How did you both first connect with Gandhiji and his values that you inculcate in your leadership in a daily way? You know, maybe it could be through his self discipline like jim said standing up for what is rightly to be done and also the humorous side to him you know he he was quite a charismatic man i was
1: i, I think uh, gandhi is such an a powerful figure for our community and such a fantastic uh, owner of values um that have transcended not only his era but lived on beyond his years and and so it's wonderful to see um all of us i guess wanting to know more about him at whatever age and also the youth actually learning about his uh ideals principles values and and the statement that he made in his own way it's really good to see though that legacy lived on i think um gandhi was someone that my father always spoke about and so it was a really um something that we grew up knowing about this person gandhi and um my father has a saying, if it's legal and right, you should always try and pursue it, um, no matter what obstacles might be in your way. And I think, you know, when you look at the stance that uh, Gandhi took in his life um, on his principles in so many ways, and he he lived it not just for one year or two years, but for decades, and took everyone on a on a mission. Um, it, it was an amazing uh and powerful way that he handled life, and I think just by looking at that and and seeing his his diplomacy and how he handled himself gives you, a, I guess, a bit of an inkling and an idea about how how you can con- be a, as a leader. You don't have to be pounding the table or screaming uh, at people. That's that's not how Gandhi achieved things. That he achieved things by bringing people along for the ride and and being a team. Um, and I think that's something that all good leaders aspire to be is good team leaders um, and certainly bringing their teams on board in a, in a way that everyone feels like they've achieved something and everyone feels part of a team because belonging is something that we're all aspiring to have and it's really important for um, not only feeling that you've achieved but people's mental health that they that they feel empowered, that they feel um. That they belong to something that's more, that's bigger than them. I think Gandhi has been a tremendous influence on my life, and um, it's just an inspiration that I think will continue for many decades.
2: Yeah, look, I guess um, in my own journey, you know, as I hit my seventieth year, I just realised that I, I, discovered Gandhi at the age of nineteen when, um, when we were looking at um, demonstrations against anti-apartheid in Brisbane and um, really one of the inspirations for me against apartheid was was Mahatma Gandhi and that was very inspiring to me personally and tied to that was also another very uh, famous uh, Indian um, sage and that's, of course, uh, Swami Vivekananda. And both Gandhi and Vivekananda were very synchronistic in the messages of, of peace, nonviolence, and inclusiveness, but also that as you embrace that, there, there, there becomes a transcendence in your life. And as this journey from 19, the age of 19 to the present time continued, the Gandhian um, message to me has become more and more important. So wherever I've been able to do so, I've always been, I've always attempted to uh, promote Gandhian values, particularly Gandhian global values, because Mahatma Gandhi is not just about India. It's not just about South Africa. It's about a global message for humanity that we all need to embrace. And one of the uh, really uh, encouraging things uh, for me was when I joined Springfield City Group some 15 years ago, um, I, was, you know, I was quite um, encouraged and delighted that Mahasinathambi, the chairman and owner of Springfield City Group, was such a, uh, a devout admirer of Mahatma Gandhi, and we have both actually worked quite hard to promote the values of Mahatma Gandhi over the last fifteen years in, in very public ways. Um, he's a major sponsor today of the uh, of this event on October the second, and his commitment to that is so strong that he uh, he insisted on doing that personally. I didn't have to take it through the through the company procedures, not that that would have been a problem, but it just illustrates his passion for Mahatma Gandhi. And we also in Springfield have got the Mahatma Gandhi Inspiration Bridge, which is another thing that he was strongly in favour of, and we pushed very strongly to have that bridge called the Mahatma Gandhi Inspiration Bridge. That was uh, when we, which he also supported us in the journey to get the Mahatma Gandhi statue, and we got that in time for the G20 at Roma Street. And when Minister Modi came here, he actually uh, inaugurated the statue at Roma Street in person, but he remotely also inaugurated the statue at the Mahatma Gandhi Inspiration Bridge in Springfield. And we then, after that, organised what was a, really a big event, which was the, uh, pa- the First Power of Peace Festival, which started at the Springfield's uh, Mahatma Gandhi Inspiration Bridge, we then walked from there to Rebel Domain and we had the uh, Ipswich Orchestra. We had singing, we had Indian dances, we had Indian food. And then we did the, the march from, from Rebel Domain to the uh, Springfield Central Station. And Queensland Rail had sponsored a uh, a, a special Mahatma Gandhi train that took us to Roma Street. And at Roma Street, we then also had the uh, Mahatma Gandhi uh, a puppet show that, that transmitted the message of Mah- Mahatma Gandhi without language, and that was done from very very good Indian Indian team of theatre called Teams India, and so that journey has continued to therefore create this event every year. We've had we've had two great events in Springfield, and it's great that we're having another one on October the second, and next year we will once again try and restore have both the Brisbane and Springfield nexus linking the two together. So Mahatma Gandhi, I think, will continue to be, I think, a very important source for us as our world in post-COVID-19 particularly needs to, to really embrace his uh, values. I mean, he was also, uh, apart from being in you know, the serious side of Gandhi, he was also a very humorous person. When he was asked, what do you think of Western civilization? He said, I thought it's a good idea. Now, I can go on with, you know, with other other quotes of Gandhi, but some of his quotes, you know, resonate really well. A man is but the product of his thought. What he thinks, he becomes. And that, uh, you must not lose faith in humanity. Humanity is like an ocean. If a few drops of the ocean are dirty, the ocean does not become dirty. And then he's, you know, one of the things that we hope we'll get on, on, on this Saturday is that Nonviolence is the greatest force to the disposal of mankind. It is mightier than the mightiest weapon of destruction devised by the ingenuity of man. And I'll finish with this, which which I also uh, like. And um, and it's kind of a, an interesting quote from Gandhi. and he says, a no uttered from the deepest conviction is better than a yes merely uttered to please or worse to avoid trouble. So I think I'll leave it with that.
0: I love that absolutely. And I still have that little sticker from the Gandhian puppet show that was organized in Goma and this, the sticker. It said, my life is my message. So moving forward, Reina, this is for you. It can be, it is a difficult business being a woman in the world we live in. And that too, when, when you're leading with lots of smile, lots of style, many people around Australia and the world would like to know, how, how does a day in your diary look like?
1: I think the biggest thing about a day in here at Springfield is that you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> and um, there's a lot of variety in our roles because um, of the nature of the city and it's evolved to be be many, many things. But um, so I, I think when you start the day, obviously you, you'd you like to, to for it to pan out in a certain way, but that's not always the case. There's... Um, Often things that crop up that you just have to deal with. But one one of the amazing things that it's a very diverse community. It's our organisation is involved in everything from education to health uh, to golf um, to data centres to dark fibre. So it's really very interesting and diverse. We have a very interesting and diverse staff. So young and old, uh, different cultures, uh, different backgrounds, different. Um, definitely not all from a property background, from a range of backgrounds. So that makes our um, time here very rich and interesting. And we have also have to work together pretty closely as a team to get things done. So one of the most rewarding things about here is that we have a very, very dedicated staff that are committed to this vision of building a city that's really going to be an amazing place for our community to live, learn, work and recreate. And that's a very big aspiration that we have. So I think that energy of our staff who are very committed, who are extremely talented and very um, wanting to see the best for this city is probably the most rewarding um, and exciting part of this job.
0: Thanks, Reina. Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see. So this is a question to both you, Jim and Raina. COVID and crisis are real. How did you have to change the way you operate and innovate to adapt to the new world? And what legacy of Gandhian values are being cascaded to the future?
2: Well, I think too. that's a very powerful phrase to become... change you want to be Uh, for me for me it's actually each day is a new day i mean one of the when you look at the life of mahatma gandhi and you even look at his you know his meditation techniques and you look at those who are his close followers and others who follow him if you do meditation each day which i do before i start the day each day is a new day each day you also need to live in the moment where there is no past, present or future. And in many ways, that actually removes a lot of unnecessary stress that you otherwise would carry with you. So as you enter COVID-19, you are able to really embrace the world around you without getting engulfed in a quicksand of negativity, of fear, and worry about whether you're going to catch this COVID-19 and, and die. I guess because one thing the living of the Mahatma Gandhi values do, together with my own religious convictions, is that you do not fear death. And I think that is, to me, a very important point, that if you learn to not fear death, but accept death as something that may come to you at some point, it's going to come to all of us at some point as... Albert Camus said it is the bloodstained mathematics of life. So while you are living this life, make a difference. Become the person you want to be. That's how I look at things. And when we do look at that, you find that people will engage with you who are waiting for that similar thought to be unlocked. And everyone has that within them. And when it does become unlocked, you're able to not just cope with COVID-19, but you're able to assist all men and women in your community and digitally to adapt to a changing world. And I think that that's very, very important because in this present time, it is very easy to fall in a quicksand of despair and depression. And this is a time, in fact, where we should be doing the opposite. And I hope on Saturday that we have Hindus, Muslims, Christians, Buddhists, atheists, and other persons of belief and non-belief that celebrate their humanity, that celebrate the fact, yes, we do have lockdowns, we have all of that, but at least let us enjoy the gift of life that we have and let us live the Gandhian values because I'll make this other quote of Gandhi, which I also really like, live as if you were to die tomorrow, learn as if you were to live forever. And I think I'll leave it at that.
1: Go Andrea. The last two years has been challenging for everyone. Um, And definitely we've all had to dig a bit deeper than than probably ever, you know, in our lives. Um, But one thing that's so unusual about this um, pandemic is that the entire globe has been in it together. And I think the resilience shown across the world has been amazing. Um, I think we've bunkered down in our homes and I think enriched our families in some ways by spending more time together. And definitely we've seen it just even in the neighbourhoods in Greater Springfield where neighbours have reached out to each other, businesses have reached out to each other just to lend that extra level of love, support, and these are values that were were really promoted by Gandhi that um, that. We should be loving each other no matter, you know, what culture or or place that we've come from that love binds us all. And I think that um, it has caused us all to stop, take stock and really look inwards um, in a way that we've never been sort of required or or even forced to do. And that's a good thing. And I think that whilst there may be many negatives about this um pandemic it has stopped us in our tracks it has caused us to stop and think and reflect on things that we have been doing and really where our time is best spent so hopefully um, that's allowed people to connect with their own families people within their own households definitely in our neighborhoods and our local businesses to lend our support and to give out a bit of love um, which is really needed at a time like this. And I think, you know, we should note, it's not at an end. Um, And so that continued need to love ourselves, to look after ourselves, our own mental health, and to look after those around us is still really important for people to do. It's something that Gandhi encouraged us all to to live and love each other. And it's something that we can practice and learn very um, intensely at a time like this. So, whilst um things are still not looking good in some of the states um it's also a chance to just stop and reflect um, gather our thoughts and just be at ease with ourselves and learn to love each other thank you
0: so much to both of you for joining me today on the diaspora podcast